The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. So what are you reading at the moment? Uh, are you reading something that is fiction? Are you reading non-fiction? And uh, what are you feeling about it? Because this is our book section where we like to follow some of the stories that are going on within the literary world. So this weekend, of course, it's the uh, South African Book Fair. So if you're interested in that, we'll be giving you the details on how to get online, certainly today and uh, the last uh, and follow through with the last day and see what's happening. But before we get there, a couple of months ago, we um, interviewed the author of the unauthorized biography of Sia Colisi, Jeremy Daniels. And uh, what's happened recently is that Rachel Colisi, who is the wife of uh, the award-winning Springbok captain Sia Colisi, recently took to social media and she voiced her unhappiness about the publication of the updated edition of the unauthorized Sia Colisi biography, which is penned by the author Jeremy Daniels. And uh, we thought we'd try and find out a bit more about those kinds of rights because Rachel Khaleesi expressed the view that Sia Khaleesi's stories should be his to tell and that if he did not approve of the biography or benefit from it in any way, then it should not be printed. So what is the deal when it comes to a journalist or someone else writing the story of someone a celebrity or whatever the case may be. What are the rights? Who gets to be part of those rights? And uh, we thought we'd find out what the uh, issues are. So Nicole Smallberg is on the line. She's the Senior Associate and Trademark Attorney at Adams & Adams. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. Good to to be with you this morning. And certainly a very interesting um, issue. It's caused a lot of buzz on social media. So... So it's a, it's an interesting one to to chat about. So it's it's always um, a question: who has the right to a story? I mean, a journalist tells a story, no matter whether the person is involved or not. Um, do they have the right to do that? What are some of the challenges and noteworthy issues that need to be considered? Yeah, I think that's the the question that people are really debating. This has made them stop and say, "Hey, but." but can you write an unauthorized biography? Is that okay? And the short answer is yes, it is. It's a fairly common practice in the publishing world for for unauthorized biographies to be published, even though in many instances the person that the biography is about might not feel too too happy about that situation. But but it is a common practice. It is, um, you know, uh, an, an expression of, the author's own literary talents and skills, um, an extension of his or her right to freedom of expression, perhaps even. And uh, there's nothing wrong per se in writing an unauthorized biography. There are, however, and I will issue a little cautionary note to any writers who might be listening, Mm. um, there are potential legal pitfalls that you would have to bear in mind. and, And perhaps we can um, chat through a few of those yes, and please. try to decide whether any of them apply to the Sia Khaleesi book. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is defamation. So, Michelle, let's say you're going to write a biography that's styled in, you know, a sort of a tell-all expose, you know, laying mm. bare all these secrets and revelations. I mean, it sounds like a page-turner, so I think you'd, <laughs> you'd generate a lot of interest and, and sell a lot of books. Yeah, But if any information in that biography whatsoever is untrue, you will certainly be looking down the barrel of a defamation claim. 
And apart from that, as a writer, you would lose all credibility. Your book would also lose all credibility. So fact-checking is very important when it comes to a biography. And I believe Jeremy Daniel has said that in the case of Sia Khaleesi or Against All Odds, he, he was very careful to portray the facts and information accurately. There certainly isn't any suggestion of any defamatory information. And, and the author has also said that it's a celebratory story. It's really yeah. a retelling of, of Sia's story. So it's, it's publicly available information that he's used in addition to interviews that he's conducted and so on. So no, no hint of defamation here. So that's not going to be a, an issue. So the next one that comes to mind is, is the right to privacy. We all have the right to privacy. It's a constitutional right that we have. But in the case of a public figure, and Sia Khaleesi is a, a very high-profile South African of, of international interest, one has to wonder where, where does his public life end and the private life begin? How do we draw that line when considering the right to privacy of a celebrity? Yeah. Um, so, so I think, um, I mean, there, there are lots of debates on the issue of privacy. You might remember, okay, I'm not making any admissions now about age, but I certainly remember in the 90s debates around Princess Diana and the, the press's treatment of her, for example, mm. and one of the arguments that they often made was she's a very high-profile public figure. So any information, whatever she might be getting up to, is in the public interest. Yeah. So that's okay. the question. Public interest, a high-profile person, uh, you know, we could also look at how, how you obtain the information. Would that overstep the line if, you, you know, if you're hacking somebody's emails and things like that? Yes. Yeah, you would perhaps be overstepping their right to privacy. But again, in the case of this book, no suggestion of anything like that. This is publicly available information, nothing immensely or, or intensely private in, in nature. So, so, so no leg to stand on there. Yeah. I see on the forums, on Facebook and so on, some people are asking, what about copyright? And I understand how that association is being made. I think we're also alive to the fact that books and copyright go together. But in this instance, just because the book is about Sia Khaleesi doesn't transfer to him any rights of copyright mm. in the material. Copyright is a literary work protected in terms of our Copyright Act. And Jeremy Daniel as the author of the work, owns the copyright in it. Okay, so, no so, copyright so the copyright issue um, would not um, refer to the person that was written about. The copyright issue refers to the person who to, wrote. To the creator, yes. Yeah. So, so in this case, Jeremy Daniels used his individual effort, skill and talent. He did the research. He created the work. So he owns the copyright in the work. It could become a problem with, with an, a biography if, for example, you quote the person that you've written about, but you don't clearly state that this is a quote. So you take their words and sort of pass them off as if they're your own. Yeah. In that sort of an instance, sure, there there's a copyright problem. But again, no suggestion of anything like that in this instance. I mean, we know that Sia Khaleesi hasn't contributed any content to this book, so, so no copyright issue uh, to speak of here. So what about, what about intellectual perhaps, property? Intellectual property, so, so copyright is a kind of intellectual property. Yeah. The, the, the other possible one might have been if Sia Khaleesi had registered his name as a trademark. So if uh. he had a trademark, Sia Khaleesi, for, let's say, books, 
then yeah. then that could potentially be something. But the difficulty the difficult issue there is the nature of a biography. Um, how else will someone describe that a book is about you without using your name? Yeah. So in that instance, it, it would in all likelihood be fair and legally acceptable use. Of, of the name or trademark. So again, no no issue there. Yeah. Um, I think perhaps the most relevant one could be or could have been publicity rights. So yeah. publicity rights are a form of personality property rights. Um, and we all have them. We all have them. They're the right in our identity. But if you're a celebrity, your right in your identity takes on a distinctly commercial flavor um your name your face it can really it can make bank you know you can um really sell on the strength of your identity yeah and we see we see endorsement deals out there very lucrative you might see a sports star gracing a billboard you know promoting a watch and then he's on tv promoting a sports drink yes when you see him in training he's always wearing the same brand of clothing yeah. And the effect is that the consumer who's a fan then wants all of those things. You know, they, they want to associate themselves yeah. with the celebrity. So there's a real commercial right there that a celebrity has. And I think we can all agree that if you take a celebrity's name or face and apply it to your product in, or in advertising for, like I said, a watch or a sports drink or clothing, without that person's consent, that's certainly unacceptable. You would be misleading the public, um, Sort of, they'd, they'd probably run out and buy those things under the misrepresentation that these these items have been endorsed when yeah. they haven't. So that's clearly wrong. Our courts have also con- confirmed that in at least one high-profile case in South Africa. But again, a biography is a strange animal because mm. the book is about you. So necessarily, it will it will probably reference your name and and depict images of you even. Yeah. Um, so that makes it kind of tricky. But but if what it will boil down to, Michelle, is when the consumer walks into the bookstore and they see the book on the shelves, is there any chance that they're going to be confused? Is the manner that you are selling and promoting this book communicating to the public that it's authorized or making it purposefully unclear so that they think it's the authorized official biography when it isn't? So that's something that could be relevant, and there is something that you could perhaps take issue with. Um, it's the how of, of the, the promotion and the advertising of the book. In the case of Sia Khaleesi against all odds, you might have seen the, the updated edition. Now clearly bears the word unauthorized biography on the front cover. So I think it's very arguable that anyone walking into a bookstore seeing that is not going to be confused. It's kind of telling you the facts when you pick up the book. Um, I don't believe that that was the case with the first edition. I, I don't see, I didn't see any very bold and clear and, and very noticeable confirmation that the book was unauthorized on that version, but the updated one certainly, I think, will, will be okay. Yeah. Which means that Sia Khaleesi against the odds is here to stay, at least legally. So, so um, if you say that the book is unauthorized, Mm. What do we mean by that when it comes to a biography? Well, that that means that that it's been written without the authorization, endorsement, or involvement of the person about whom mm. you've written the book. So, yeah, it's. I mean, and I think Michelle, the word "unauthorized" to to most of us 
it, it bears all of these connotations. You know, yeah. ooh, I'm authorized. It suggests that there's something that's, that's now not above board. But that's not the case. That's not the case, um, yeah. That's not the case. It simply means that the person hasn't endorsed it. They, they've not authorized it. This isn't their official biography. It's, it's an unrelated third parties telling us the story. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I'm, I'm an attorney and not a marketing person, mm. but I think in some instances that word um, kind of encourages people to buy a book because they think, ooh, mm. is there something in there that, you know, that the person didn't want us to find out? Is that why it's unauthorized? You know, it also perhaps could have the opposite effect with a fan thinking, oh, well, this isn't the official, you know, book. I want the official book. So it, it has mm. certain implications, you know, in the marketplace, which is quite interesting to see how consumers would would react to that. But but there's nothing strange or underhand about the word unauthorized. It simply means Siakulisi did not authorize this particular yeah. biography. So, Nicole, in closing, um, you know, whilst I would be delighted to read Siakulisi's uh, book, autobiography, I'm sure we'd get some insights yes. which are not in this particular book. What in, what's intrigued me about it is that there's a kind of, um, and I'm not, militancy is the wrong word, but it's around the world of creativity about who owns the right to be creative about something. Yes. And um, I'm interested in seeing how this plays out and where this plays out. I mean, whether I choose to write a book about someone that that's my choice, you know, mm. as yes. long as I don't, as you say, defame the person because then I'm going to be taken to court, as long as their right to privacy remains, as long as the copyright issues and intellectual property remains and the trademark remains. There's no one that can stop me from doing that. That's that's exactly correct, Michelle, especially in the case of a, a public figure like Sia Khaleesi. If you go and conduct an Internet search now, listeners, you have their smartphone handy. Um, there's so much information that comes up about him because he's such a, a well-known figure. Mm. Um, so there's really no reason why you can't take that information and create some sort of a telling of a story about yeah. this individual. Um, again, as you said, as long as you don't cross any of those lines that we've discussed, there's there's no reason why you can't do that. And it's always a balancing of rights and interests because the the underlying value or, or what we're trying to protect when it comes to copyright is creativity. Mm-hmm. The legislature in in coming up with our copyright laws wants to promote creativity. It wants to encourage creativity. So it's not unduly limiting. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's that's sort of a, a value system that one must bear in mind. That's, that's what we want to achieve in the protection of copyright. We want to encourage creativity and not stifle it. So there's always going to be a balancing of rights and interests in these sorts of cases. And yeah. I think to say simply that one can never write an unauthorized biography, that would that would be stifling. I mean, where do you draw the line? Does that mean that a journalist can't write a profile to you know, be published in a newspaper? Certainly shorter than a biography, but it's the same concept, you know, just just the summarized, extremely summarized version. Um, so, so where would you draw the line then in, in being able to express this information? Brilliant question. Where would you draw the line? Who owns the right to creativity? That's Nicole Smallberger, Senior Associate and Trademark Attorney at Adams and Adams. And we've been talking about the unauthorized biography of Jeremy Daniels, Sia Colisi Against All Odds.